by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Glad to have you with us on this July 6th. 2020, what a year it has been. I'll tell you, we're gonna, I was talking to my family about this, uh, yesterday. I think the, a hundred years from now, so, so they're gonna be looking back and saying, <laughs> wow, 2020 was, uh, a, wild, a, a wild and crazy <laughs> year. And we're living, you know, we're almost right smack dab in the middle of it. And it's, uh, it's been a wild ride, but, uh, we got another half of 2020 to go and it's probably only gonna get crazier. But, uh, welcome to the show. Glad you're with us. Uh, Dave Palmer is my name. Cecil Anderson's running the board. I was going to say doing the news, but you don't do news for no, this I don't one. Do news. You just, uh. Um, I was going to panic if you said that. <laughs> I was like, um, things make are something happening. up, right. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, uh, I heard a great, um, you know, you talk about the next half of the 2020 might be just as yeah. crazy. I heard a great analogy, you know, um, the mullet. Maybe the first half is going to be the, you know, crazy. We're going to have the party on the back end of, of 2020. <laughs> the party? <laughs> yeah, the party. So okay. the good things. Okay, so it's all going to It's just, all going to be good from here. Yeah, That's the, what I choose to the, believe. The only reason I don't believe that is because we have this election coming up. And so True. I think it's uh, there's so much tension and so many people are uh, on edge. And I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to throw water on your optimism there, but... Uh, uh, we also are in the 14th week of Ordinary Time. Sam Cavana, our wonderful intern, is running our social media. So if you want to see behind the scenes uh, what things look like here in our studio, we invite you to uh, check it out, as I am doing. Uh, we It's, it's kind of cool because all the different uh, offices do a Monday noon show, and so... There's a lot of live streams going on across the Guadalupe Radio Network, but we want you to watch ours, okay, if you're in North Texas. Uh, and uh, let's see, how was your fourth and it your fifth? Uh, do you guys do anything big? Uh, I mean, nothing too big. We went to my uh, best friend's house and had good food, watched Hamilton, played Trivial Pursuits, Pursuit Kids versus Adults, which is always dangerous because, yeah. you know, there's something about wisdom that comes with yeah, age, yeah. but... We did actually win. <laughs> just like, for the record, right? Just, just gonna say that right now. Yeah, you can, now. No, we did your, end the game showing early. Showing your competitive side. Just a there, little so, so. bit. We ended early, so they probably would have beaten us in the end. But when we ended, we were ahead. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, have that. you ever heard of the game called Apples to Apples? Oh yeah. Love okay, that game. we played that. I played with my sister, my my wife, my kids, uh, some of my nieces and nephews. That's a fun game. It is. Did you know there's a Catholic version of it? Oh, is that there's right? There's called the Catholic card game. Oh, it's basically okay. the same idea. Apples to apples. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It was simple. It was, you know, somewhat brainless and, you know, that, that I kind of like that. All right. You know, the other thing is, is I left the office Friday and I think I may have even told you this and I didn't have today's show planned. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Friday turned into Saturday, Saturday turned into Sunday and it got to be yesterday and just so much has been going on and I didn't have the show planned and I, I, I have some, uh, folks that I, I just know are always good guests and always, you know, topical. So I sent two texts out yesterday while I was at a, a, a 5th of July party and they both responded right away. And I said, okay, this is amazingly going to be a, a great show. 
And it all came together really well. And so what we're going to do today, once we get our guests on, is we're going to focus on the family. You know, Dr. James Dobson has a, a, a long-running, uh, you know, Protestant uh, show that I think has a lot of merit, where he focuses on the family, because the family is under attack. And, in fact, Sister Lucia wrote in a letter to a cardinal who was trying to set up a, uh, a marriage and family institute, and she said in the letter, the final battle between the Lord and the reign of Satan will be about marriage and the family. Do not be afraid, she added, because anyone who operates for the sanctity of marriage and the family will always be contended and opposed in every way, because this is the decisive issue. And then she concluded, however, Our Lady has already crushed its head. All right, so I'm thinking, we need to talk about the family. And so my, my dear friend, uh, Diane Schwind and her husband, Robert Schwind, uh, had an apostolate in the Forest Diocese called uh, Balanced Families Ministries, doing a lot of work on, on families, on marriages, and they have, uh, as of the last year or two, started an apostolate called the Three Hearts Institute. Mm. And so they're both going to join us at about 25 after and talk about the the attacks on the family, the solutions, good marriages, and I I look at you and I look at Sam and you know young people, yeah, and you know your whole life is ahead of you, and if you're going to get married and all that, and it's so important because we have to strengthen, we have to kind of have good families, mm-hmm. uh, and consider this, I would say the most powerful political force in our country today, at least on the left, is the organization Black Lives Matter, okay, and of course we all. If you're a decent human being, of course you would agree that black lives matter. I don't think that goes far enough. I think, you know, every person, regardless of their race, is made to the image and likeness of God, has inherent value and dignity. So I don't think that statement goes far enough uh, in, in explaining the dignity of people, the African Americans. But that's their slogan. But if you go on their website, one of their mission statements is, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and, quote, villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are com- comfortable. Notice the word that's missing there. I did not see the word father. Okay, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it was an omission. Maybe they, okay, and I don't think it's, I think it's very intentional. Okay, fathers, and people have pointed this out. This is an attack on fatherhood. This is a, an attack on patriarchy. Uh, good fathers, God the Father, okay? And so anyway, we need to talk about families. We need to talk about marriage. We need to talk about good, good fathers, good mothers, you know, uh, nuclear families. What does that mean? It's a, a nuclear family consists of a married couple, a man and a woman, and their biological child or children. A child in a traditional nuclear family lives with both biological parents. If siblings are present, only full brothers and sisters. Not everybody has the benefit. You lost your mother. Mm-hmm. You don't have a family right now with your mother. But right. hey, that's that, that was not something that was planned. No, you know, your no. mother was taken away from you. Some people, unfortunately, uh, get into very, very bad marriages, and they have to separate for the safety of one or both spouses. I understand. I know some. I know some very heroic women who are raising kids on their own and fathers. In uh, but we have to agree. The ideal is the traditional nuclear family, right. and that's what's being dismantled, uh, attempted, anyways. All right. So Diane and Robert Schwind are going to join us from the Three Hearts Institute. Uh, we also have a new sponsor. In fact, we just played their spot a moment ago. Um, Homeschool Connections. Walter Crawford uh, is one of the founders of Homeschool Connections, and he's going to talk about 
They're a, they're a postulate. They, they have over 400 classes offered to homeschool families. A lot of people, remember we had the guest, uh, Jenny Bales talking about, yes. uh, schooling at home. Yes, you versus know. homeschooling. And nobody really knows what's going to happen in the fall. Oh, it's, we're getting close, Dave. I we're know. We're getting close. Yeah. I, you know, I admittedly was a little bit naive and thought we'd be, um, safe come, you yeah. know, August. Everything was going to be fine, but yeah. My college, I have to check in every day when I'm as a teacher's assistant to go yeah. in. And so, who knows? I mean, here we are in you know early July. School's going to start next next month, and there's still <laughs> so much uh, uncertainty. And I think it's it might be school district to school district. Uh, uh, I know somebody was telling me some of the Frisco schools are giving you the option: you can stay home, you can yeah. send your kids. You know, so who knows? Any rate, the the class that I teach for Homeschool Connections is called An Introduction to the Summa Theologia by St. Thomas Aquinas. I became convinced many, 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 many years ago that, and let me draw an analogy. Okay, we see the statues being torn down, Columbus and who knows, uh, Unipericera, uh, uh, um, who, who's the one in Washington, The Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Uh I would say, you know, this is all happening and there's misunderstanding and we're having an opportunity to say, you know, who was George Washington? And uh, President Trump, I thought, did a great job in kind of talking about our finding fathers at his talk at Mount Rushmore on Saturday. Uh, if if Aquinas is the solid philosophy of, of Christianity, which I believe he was because he collected from so many great church fathers and even pagan philosophers like Aristotle and Plato and even, even Muslims and Jews and people like Augustine and, 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 and Damascene and Jerome and he brought it all together in this wonderful philosophy. Uh, and this, and he died in 12, 1275. I would say the, the quotes, philosophical statues that have been tied, torn down since then were by people like William of Ockham, uh, the father of nominalism. And again, I don't have time to get into this. In fact, I, I'm, I'd like to go over this on the show Friday. Um, nominalism's chipped away at classic Thomistic philosophy. And then Rene Descartes comes along in 16, 1650 and says, I think therefore I am. Another mm-hmm. little yeah. statue of Great Christian philosophy comes down. Immanuel Kant, 1804, the categorical, categorical imperative, the Copernican revolution in philosophy. Very, very dangerous. Not to say that these don't have some merit, but you ask any good Catholic Christian philosopher and they'll say these things were chipping away at Thomistic philosophy. Hegel, the Hegelian dialectic, died in 1831. Friedrich Nietzsche, atheist, says God is dead, died in 1900. Jean-Paul Sartre, 1980, father of existentialism. If you take all these together, it would be similar to the statues coming down. It's like we had this this really good classic Christian philosophy that Thomas really systematized, and for the last seven, 800 years, it's just been torn to pieces. And that, that's the class that I teach for Homeschool Connections. I'm not going to talk too much about that with Walter because he's going to tell you about some of the other classes. Uh, but he'll be on at uh, quarter till uh, at 45 after. And it's going to be a really interesting conversation because they're really doing good things. And they're not just teaching philosophy. They're teaching languages. They're teaching history. Uh, in fact, I want to ask him specifically about his approach to teaching history because that's kind of yeah, controversial these days. Is, you know, is. How do we teach history? American history in particular, you know, with its warts, with its fall flaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there definitely were. Yeah. Yeah, you but have without to. dismantling the whole thing, right? You have right? to. Yeah, you have to look at all angles of it. Yeah. So anyways, Walter will join us. And um, anyways, 
I also want to talk about the Summer Speaker Series event. <laughs> oh, my. That has been... Okay, we got about 10 minutes. So let, let's just talk about what's going sure. on. If people haven't heard, because you, you really would not have heard unless you got my email, uh, if you had already bought tickets, but the in-person Summer Speaker Series event at the Frontiers of Flight Museum on Thursday, July 23rd, two weeks from Thursday, is off. Yeah. Okay, because the museum, they called me last week and said, because of COVID, we're, we're, we're afraid we, we're not going to be able to do the events in July. All right, so then we had to kind of pivot and switch. We already had a live stream planned. We already had some people that yes. bought the live stream. Mm-hmm. So anybody who buys tickets is going to get a call from Sam or Diane or somebody saying, do, would you like to do the live stream? But that's all we're going to have. But but it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Oh, the, it is. The, and the live stream is $35, and you get some little goodies too, you right? You do, you do. Yeah, I think that this is the best part, honestly, because everyone's you know having to do live streams these days. But it's always fun to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Including getting pizza, <laughs> which I think <laughs> food always just makes everything ten times better. So, um, because you know we don't get to have the in-person event where we're going to have pizza and celebrate together, you get to have pizza at home and watch the live stream. So you'll get a voucher to uh, pick up or to get a pizza delivered from Ifatelli's and any of the locations in yeah. DFW, which is quite a few. Um, so pretty. And, awesome. I, and I will say Ifatelli's is doing us a, a big favor. Uh, I, I love Ifatelli's. It, it truly is my favorite pizza. I'm not just saying that. I, I, <laughs> he, I, I, he really I, does I like I love it. <laughs> the pizza. We order it a lot here at the office. Uh, the Meat Lovers is my recommendation, but uh, they gave us 20 free vouchers, and they're they're giving us a, a big discount on the, the vouchers that we send out. So basically, you sign up for the stream. And by the way, unfortunately, at this very moment, you can't buy it, but give yeah. us about 24 hours. It'll be back up, $35. You get a voucher for an Ifratelli's pizza. In a perfect world, you order it. You're in a delivery area. It comes, you know, right as the event starts, seven right. o'clock uh, on uh, Thursday, July 23rd. Again, two weeks from this Thursday. Uh, Monsignor Charles Pope is going to be our speaker. He's going to be in in D.C. Yes, but we're going to cool. connect with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Thistle's in charge of all the technology. No pressure. Oh yeah, no pressure at all. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be kind of fun because yeah, he'll be in D.C. But he's going to be joining us here. In uh, Dallas, forever in Fort Worth, for yeah. everyone to tune in. So yeah. that'll be awesome. And I'm curious, you know, because this is our twelfth one. We've had eleven previous to this. This is out of our control. Yeah. Uh, we were going to have a live event. You know, it got kind of pulled. The, the rug got pulled from under us. And you know, not blaming the, the flight museum. No, they probably yeah. have good reasons for not doing it. So that that's fine. But we're doing the live stream. Would you like to listen? Would you? I'm I'm curious, dear listener. Is this something that would interest you? Is uh, tuning in for a live stream? We're going to make it pretty quick. I mean, the whole thing's only going to be about an hour. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear the the talk from Monsignor Pope called a a summons to courage. You get the pizza, mm-hmm. as many toppings as you want. Woo. You get a book from Monsignor uh, Pope yes. that we're going to send to you. And uh, we we are hoping that Bishop Burns will be involved. We're mm-hmm. still waiting to get confirmation because everything's been changing up. Yes. But we'll, we'll know that <laughs> in the next 24 hours or so. Uh, we're going to have the, the event in our lobby. Yes, it's really exciting. And if you've ever been in our lobby, you know when you walk in, you see a wall that has like an – you can go on either side of it. And it has like the Guadalupe Radio Network logo. And that's going to be like our little – our set. little stage, yeah, yeah, our little set, our little stage. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a very different summer speaker series, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still gonna dress up, Dave? 
I guess you have dress to dress up. Camera. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm like Halloween or something. What am I dressing up like? No, dressing up like in a suit. You oh, know, that's what I meant. Because it's oh, like usually yeah. you go out for a night and everyone gets to dress up. I I encourage everyone at home go ahead and dress up yeah. like you're going to the event. Make it fun. I hadn't really thought about that, uh, <laughs> but but I think because people I guess are I'm a girl, because I people are things. at home, and I don't think people at home are going to be in their suits, right? It's true. They're going to be laid back. If I'm all like stuffy looking in a suit, I just so don't, I don't robe. know. My, my kids talk about the vibe a lot. I think yes. the vibe will be just like a nice robe, you know, maybe a, a button, a button, a robe. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing a robe. Uh, like a, like a nice button down shirt yes. that has the logo on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, what else are we going to do? There, there is going to be an opportunity to donate. Yeah. We've got some things that we're given, yeah, given away. Off, do, you, yeah. do you remember what they are? Do you want to mention uh, them? Oh gosh. Okay. Yes. Uh, St. Michael the Archangel bronze statue, is that correct? Yeah, right. Um, right. Beautiful bronze statue. It's here in the office. It's lovely. And then um, also it's a weekend getaway. Yeah. In the, is it the, like the hill country? The hill country, or in hill yeah. country uh, in this lovely resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty valuable. It is. And so, it is. Uh, anybody who donates, I think it's going to be $500, uh, during the event. Mm-hmm. And then the, that's a Thursday night. The following Monday, we're going to be doing the drawing, drawing. live Ooh. on this show. Okay. So I'd love to hear from you. If you want to call in and say, Hey, that sounds like fun. I'd like to go or, you know, I don't know, maybe tell us something that you've enjoyed about past summer speaker series events. Uh, give us a call, okay? The phone number, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. And realistically, how many people typically will have 400, 500, 600 at one of these events? Wouldn't it be so cool if we had that many people oh my goodness. watching? That'd be crazy. And we also have a surprise video that we're going to show mm-hmm. right before the event starts. Can't really tell too much about it. It's a surprise. <laughs> And then also there's a there's a slideshow that we're putting slide together. Show, if yeah. you ever get the instructions from me about the slideshow. <laughs> it'll come. It'll come. Yeah, no, that's a great slideshow because it'll highlight everything we did in the last year, which is yeah. really a lot. Yeah. A lot. That's why it's taking Dave so long to get it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing when you think about it. If you go back to our, our event last year, which was in uh, in, in July of, of, of 2019, and Everybody who comes in the studio, we take a picture of. If they come in to be interviewed or if they come in to visit, priests, you know, uh, religious sisters, lay people, you know, uh, people from other countries, and we take a picture of them. And then I go through my camera roll, and I'm like, wow, there has been a lot That's of people insane. that have come through. And so Cecil, among the many things that she's going to be doing, is put, going to put together a slideshow of just who has been here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of the reasons we do it is that we're going to ask you to support the station and we want you to realize that Catholic Radio, our primary mission is to evangelize and teach the faith, but our secondary mission is to help support every other good Catholic apostolate in North Texas and even beyond carry out their mission. Mm, okay, absolutely. it's kind of like uh, fullness of truth. You know, they're having this event July 24th and 25th at St. Elizabeth and Keller. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. We want to help them because they're bringing in Father Bill Casey and Marcelina D'Ambrosio and uh, Jesse um, uh, um, Romero. We want them to be successful. We want the CPLC to be successful. We want uh, Catholic Charities and St. Vincent de Paul and every parish to, uh, with their fall festival to be fed up. Uh, and live remotes, you know. Oh, I've yeah. done a lot of them in the last oh few gosh. months. But uh, uh, So anyways, that that's what, why we do it. We just want you to see because we know you can't tune in constantly and radio is – 
not visual by its nature, but we want you to see who's been here, mm-hmm. um, you know, bishops and priests and religious. Uh, I'll put oh, you yeah. on the spot. Is there oh, anything boy. in the la- last year uh, that any guest, anything that really stands out that you thought, uh, well, that was fun or that was kind of unusual or different? Oh, or well, I mean, there's, I know there's so there's many to so choose many. from. Uh, he didn't come in studio, but we talked to him on the phone, Jonathan uh, Rumi from The Chosen, who oh, played yeah. Jesus. I mean, yeah. You can't really top the guy who plays Jesus. Unless we had Jim Caviezel, then that'd also be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but so. Remember, it was, I think, last two years ago that Jim Caviezel yes. came to... Did you You didn't go, did you? I didn't go. You went, but I got to see the pictures in the video. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually was able to interview Jim Caviezel, because mm-hmm. it wasn't for Passion of the Christ. It was for the movie about St. Paul. Yeah. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, or what have you. But uh, that's the kind of stuff we do. We go out there, and oh, yeah. uh, we... Uh, try to cover things that are going on. Um, I wish we could do more. I wish we had a whole crew and we could be out, uh, you know, covering oh events. Yeah. And there's you so know. much going on. But I bet every person who watches that slideshow will have, find at least 20 people to go. Oh my gosh, them too, and them, and that. You know mm-hmm. how many people we see. It's crazy when you look back at the year. Yeah, and there was a time. I don't know if this was before your time or if you were um, <clears throat> caught the tail end of this, where we were doing interviews. About all the parishes. I did a few of those. You did yeah. a few of those, mm-hmm. yeah. And so the goal was every single parish sends over the pastor or representatives and we highlight the parish. And we did a lot of them, at least 30. And the cool thing, like I remember the one that comes to my mind is St. Francis and Grapevine. Mm. Uh, that parish, I'm guessing, has been around maybe you know, 40, 50 years. I, I, I'm, that, that, I, I, maybe that, maybe that's too long, but there was a lady who, um, Started that that parish as a as a child, mm. and then she's now quite elderly. But she got to talk about the entire history of that parish That's that crazy. she lived in, and she came into studio. And then we had Kay Fialo come in from the yes. Forest Diocese, talk mm-hmm. about the history of the Forest Diocese, mm. uh, the history of St. Patrick's Cathedral, and because every parish has a story. It does, yeah, it's beautiful. I think when we go out to uh oh the parish in Forney. Uh, St. Martin Tours. St. Martin yeah. Tours. Didn't we have, when we did a live remote there, wasn't there a family that had like several generations had been at that parish? Yeah. That was yeah. so cool. Because you think of uh, that, you would think of that area as being, oh, it's a new parish. It's, you know, they're, they're, they're building something new, but that parish goes back like 150 years. Yes. Uh, because the, the Diocese of Dallas seemed to start from the east. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. Wiley was one of the first parishes. Right. Uh, Forney was one of the first parishes. It seemed kind of go east to west for some reason. Uh, so anyways, that's, that's what we do. And <laughs> we're always so, so grateful. Do you, do you want to give an update on the Facebook page? I know yeah. it, it wouldn't be a good news show if we didn't do uh, that, it, it right? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. The good news is that we're our 319 members. <laughs> um, so it's one more. I think that's a good goal, right? One more. Yeah. <laughs> I, a very realistic goal. Right? And it's a good, it's a, especially as we're talking about all these things that happen locally. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, get better about posting about these local happenings that we have. And it will give updates about the summer speaker series on this page as well. So if you want to go to facebook.com to join our group, you can in the Facebook search bar type in GRNDFW and ask to join the group and I'll accept you and you'll be part of the community. So. All right. So, uh, we just got a comment. Uh, from somebody named, uh, Laura Cavana. I don't know if, I don't know if that rings a bell, Sam. And, uh, she says, sounds like fun. Hi, Sam. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's mom, right? Okay. So anyways, uh, go to our, um, 
Go to our Facebook page and make sure you get the right one. You'll see a split screen. You'll see me kind of kind of big and then Cecil in the background. Cecil's got her little Batman logo on her back of her computer there. I forgot that people can see uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she color coordinated and with I the Batman am. We're logo. yellow dress. There you go. All right. So as I mentioned, uh, we're going to uh, take a little break now and come back with Robert and Diane Schwind with Balanced Families Ministries. Let's get one person to go to Facebook and like, invite yourself to join our Facebook page. Uh, also, uh, watch us on the live stream. We got a, uh, you know, a half dozen or so that are watching right now. You can kind of see behind the scenes. Uh, but anyways, thanks for watching and listening. And we got a, a, some great guests uh, for the rest of the program. And we always enjoy your input, 877-757-9424. Robert and Diane Schwind with Three Hearts Institute will join us after a quick break. Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Munster is hosting an innovating and life-changing retreat on St. John Paul II's teaching on the purpose of life, who we are in God's image, and on Theology of the Body with Monica Ashar, co-founder of Theology of the Body Evangelization Team. The event takes place on Saturday, July 18th at the Sacred Heart Community Center on 704 North Main Street in Munster from 10 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Confessions and Mass are available afterward. To RSVP, call Ann at 972-740-2282. Are you looking for a place to donate your gently used clothing to but are unable to drop them off at one of our locations? Worry not. The St. Vincent de Paul Thrift Store can help. We have over 40 donation bins available throughout the DFW Metroplex. Find one near you today by visiting our website and for a complete list of acceptable items at svdpdallas.org slash shop. That's svdpdallas.org slash shop. And remember, whether you are shopping or donating, you are giving at the St. Vincent de Paul Thrift Stores. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Did you know that any Catholic man can join the Knights of Columbus who is 18 years or older? By joining the largest Catholic organization in the world, you can become a better husband, a better father, a better friend, and an overall better Catholic. All you have to do to join is go to knights.net and click join. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. This starts your journey as a knight and will give you complete access to all of the fraternal benefits of the Knights of Columbus. All right, we're back, and thanks for joining us. This is the Good News Show. It's July 6th, and I just love how this uh, program came together, focusing on the family and the need to build up good, holy, virtuous families, good marriages. And when I thought of this theme, the the, the first people that came to my mind are, are folks that I've known for a long time, and they, they are totally and entirely dedicated to helping uh, Catholic families and marriages, uh, Robert and Diane Schwind, uh, joining us now. And uh, you may remember they formerly, uh, had an apostolate called Balanced Families Ministries. Maybe they still have that apostolate, but, uh, they 
um, have begun of late an apostolate called the Three Hearts Institute, and I thought that in, in light of all that's going on in our culture right now and the the efforts to dismantle the nuclear family, uh, we don't want to dismantle it. We want to build it up. And I thought that they would be great people to have on the program. So Robert and Diane, I think together, but on separate phones, right? How are you both doing? Good. I, doing well. How are doing you? Doing great, Dave. Dave. Well, great. Uh, well, let me um, uh, throw this out to you, and uh, let's see. Uh, Diane, I'll go ahead and, and, and begin with you, since you were my first point of contact in getting this all set up, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get hear from both of you. Tell us about Three Hearts Institute. I know you and I met and, and had lunch and talked about this. That must have been at least a year and a half ago or so when it was just getting started. Tell us what is the Three Hearts Institute, the mission, the purpose, and anything else our listeners should know. Well, thanks, Dave, for having us um, and getting to share this. We've been wanting to get with you and be able to, to share this for a while and just timing. This is God's timing, right? So thanks for having us. Um, Three Arts Institute used to be Balanced Families Ministries, but we kind of went a little different direction in more of just sharing general catechesis on marriage and family. Um, our mission is basically is reprioritizing marriage and family for the restoration of our church and the restoration of our world because we believe to our toes it's going to have to start in the family. We're going to have to restore it all starting in the family. And so kind of our vision statement, if you will, is that we're here to serve every state of marriage and family life from dating and marriage to parenting and all the way through the golden years during both the good times and the bad times, the challenging times that we have. And we kind of do this through different relations, relational mentorship. We work with a lot of the students um, in the Denton area, the college students there that have begun coming and wanting mentorship during their dating time to help them discern marriage. And then um, we're also doing mentorship with couples that are having challenges in their marriage and just general kind of spiritual advisement couple to couple. And, in fact, Robert and I are even in the middle of a um, – spiritual direction course so that we can both be, you know, quote-unquote certified spiritual directors for marriages to help in that. But then also, you know, educational events, retreats, and and conferences, different things like that is how we're kind of going about doing this. A little more education than just a speaking type thing. Um, Another thing with Three Hearts Institute and the reason with Institute is we're hoping to also launch some online courses on the beautiful document that our church has. I mean, most people don't know. There is a document that was written in the 1200s on Mm. marriage that is absolutely beautiful. It's called Arcanum. And um, so being able to launch some online courses of the different documents to just just help people in their family life, in their marriage, know what the church actually teaches. Um, As I was studying this, all I kept thinking was, People don't even know this exists, and this mm-hmm. stuff is beautiful, and it has such an impact on families. So that's what Three Hearts Institute's all about now. Yeah, and Robert uh, Schwind, the when you when I went to your Facebook page, I immediately saw a quote from Sister Lucia, and it was in a letter that she wrote to, I believe, Cardinal Carlo Calfara, and it says, "The final battle between the Lord and the reign of Satan will be about marriage and the family." This is a powerful statement to think that this is the battleground, and y'all are right in the middle of it. So can you comment on that quote and the significance of it and kind of maybe a little bit of background of the battle that's going on in our culture right now? 
Well, absolutely, Dave. Um, in fact, I'll let Diane give a quick history of that quote because she'll remember the details better than I will. <laughs> um, it was in the early eight, 1980s that Cardinal Cafaro was opening the JP2 Institute for Marriage and Family in Rome. <clears throat> and Sister Lucia was still alive at the time, and he simply wrote to her and asked for her prayers. That's all he expected. He never expected a response from her. But instead, he did receive a response, and he told her, or she told him, this must be done. Please move forward. Go through all the challenges. Get it done because Our Lady has told me what you just stated, that quote, that Satan's final battle will be over marriage and the family. And clearly we're seeing that. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. I, I wish I could back up about five minutes because I should have asked uh, at the beginning, and either one of you can jump in and say this, is that we think of the, the, the two hearts, you know, the the Immaculate Heart and the Sacred Heart. In fact, my, my wife, God bless her, just found a beautiful, beautiful double, you know, what, two images of these two hearts, and we have them in our home, which I'm sure you would recommend the, the, these to be prominently displayed in homes. But uh, what's what's the Three Hearts Institute? What's what's this all about? Uh, what, what's, 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 the, what's the third heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the third heart would be the pure heart of St. Joseph. Okay. And, uh, of course, yeah. that's the model for our apostolate because uh, who better to model family life after than the Holy Family? Yeah. And uh, look to them for, for example and uh, intercession on, on our behalf. Yeah, it always, I, I talked to a, a friend of mine one time who said, you know, the, the, the images of Our Lady and Jesus, which are so prominent, and, they, and they're beautiful, and I got nothing against those, but he was really in favor. He said, we've got to get Joseph in there. We got, you know, mm-hmm. the holy family, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, Mary and, and Jesus is a, is a beautiful, beautiful image. Uh, but when you, when you put Joseph in there, I think, uh, and you see the whole entire holy family, it does, uh, have a, 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 I guess, at least in my opinion, a greater sense of completion. And I don't know if, Diane, if you want to comment on that or anything else about St. Joseph and his significance. What we, that was part of this, too, is that we believe the same thing. It's like, where is St. Joseph? We've got to bring him back on the scene because he was the earthly father of Christ. And he he has been, you know, such a model when we stop and think about him. And we don't know a whole lot of him by Scripture, but there is more and more being coming out that, were um, writings about him from the church fathers and early writers in the in the church, but even something a little closer to our time was in 1956. There was a, a nun named Sister Mary Ephraim um, up north, right here in in the U.S., who uh, Our Lady was visiting, and she has been called Our Lady of America. And uh, Monsignor Paul Liebold, who actually became the Archbishop of Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio was her spiritual director and he gave up, he gave this, these apparitions, his imprimatur. And then I just recently saw that just in May of this year, uh, Bishop Kevin Rhodes from Fort Wayne, uh, South Bend, Indiana and five other bishops gave approval to this, these apparitions as a private devotion. Um, and now it's just, they're still reviewing it, uh, in terms of its supernatural origin. Um, the current statement says there's not enough information at this time to confirm or to deny it. So right now it has been given pr- approval. But in that apparition, uh, these series of apparitions from Our Lady, St. Joseph also came hmm. to um, Sister Mary Ephraim. And, and, and in one of them, even Our Lady came with St. Joseph and said, you know, you've got to listen to him. He he deserves a place in, in next to the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart, 
would be the most pure heart. And uh, Cardinal Burke is really promoting this and promoting the three hearts himself. In fact, he has a beautiful image in his private chapel of the three hearts, something similar to our logo, but something that he had done himself. Um, and he's really promoting because we've got to bring Joseph back in. We've got to, to understand that um, he, too, has a major role to play as a as a member of the Holy Family. You know, if you stop and you think about it, he was he's the leadership, the leadership of that family. Who did God go to when he told, you know, when he told them, you need to get out of Bethlehem and go to Egypt? Yeah. He went to Joseph, right? Who did he go to when they were in Egypt and said, it's now safe, you can go home? And it was Joseph. And one beautiful, beautiful uh, traditional apparition, I think it was, I think it was Margaret Mary, St. Margaret Mary. She wrote that each of those journeys to Bethlehem, Bethlehem to Egypt, and Egypt to Nazareth, Our Lady knelt before Joseph and asked for his blessing mm. before each of those journeys. So there you, you know, there you go. Joseph was very prominent and is very powerful. I mean, some of his names are patron of the Universal Church. My goodness, do we need him for that? You know, he's protector of the family. My goodness, do we need him for that? And then he's terror of demons. And here we are in this battle for marriage and family. We need St. Joseph's intercession yeah. with Our Lady and Our Lord. Yes, amen. Robert and Diane Schwinn joining us uh, from the Three Hearts Institute. And now that we know the significance of the name, and you can find them on, on Facebook. I, I tried to find your website. I don't know if there's a, a website or not, but I know you have a it lot. Is. Uh, yeah, okay. Is it just Three yeah. Hearts? What, what is it? Okay, Three Hearts Institute. Threehearts dot .org. .org. Okay, easy enough. Uh-huh. What, what, what do you think when... A, I, I described it as uh, perhaps the most powerful political force in uh, America today has as one of their, uh, you know, mission statements, disrupting the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. And when I first read that, I was like, seriously? I mean, I understand that sometimes not everybody can grow up in a nuclear family and there's, unfortunately, there, there are divorce and separations and, and, and parents die and there's, you know, there's a lot of things, but, but at least in an ideal form, who wouldn't be in favor of this beautiful nuclear family of a man and a woman and children in, 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 in one house? What, what do you make of this, 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 uh, kind of overt attack in our culture against the nuclear family? Yeah, that it's that's terrifying, Dave. Um, you know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, and uh, you know, God created us in a specific way. Uh, there was nothing random about the way God intended things. He had a very specific plan for for male, for female, for the interaction between male and female as husband and wife, as mother and father, as the foundational unit of the family. And uh, that there's a reason he gives children a mother and a father. Uh, and when we try to distort or work that plan according to our own whims, our own desires, uh, it just doesn't work right. And, you know, an analogy that I've used probably hundreds of times at this point and was probably stolen from uh, Christopher West at some point early <laughs> on uh, is my pickup truck. You know, I have a Toyota Tundra that I love, has 300,000 miles on it. I'll drive it forever, but it runs on unleaded fuel. 
and there's a sticker right there on the filler that says unleaded fuel only. Toyota is not trying to restrict me to unleaded fuel just to make life difficult, but if I were to put diesel fuel in that because I think it's going to work better, it's not going to work better, right? Yeah. It's the same way with, with marriage and with the family. God's created us with a purpose, with a plan, and we just have to live it. And, and life would be so much better for all of us if we could just follow that simple mantra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's uh, what you all are doing and we're doing. I was very happy to see Bishop Strickland out of Tyler um, tweet, I guess, over the weekend. Diane, I think you, you may have seen that as well, where mm-hmm. uh, he, he took, um, you know, exception at some of the you know the mission statements of 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 this 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 group black lives matter and the importance nowadays i don't know that we can stay silent we got we got to speak out lovingly charitably understanding that some people are forced into situations that they didn't choose but at the same time this is an age where we we really have to let our our voice be heard as bishop strickland has done isn't it absolutely Absolutely. And I want to give you an example that I thought was so good. In fact, I think it's, I mean, Robert and I were talking about it, and I said, you know, this is history making. This is, this is the Battle of Loretto that, you know, happened here. This is, this was good. And there was a, an event in Ventura, California on the 4th of July. Yeah. And, um, it was a young 27, 28 year old young man found out that there was going to be a, an attempt to take down another statue of St. Junipero Serra. And he started tweet, I mean, texting and calling his buddies and saying, we got to go protect this. We cannot let this happen. And, um, you know, and he, he, he got a lot of pushback, you know, oh man, we got family coming over. We're going to be grilling. We're, you know, all these events that they already have planned. And he's like, no, this is exactly what we have to do. We have to protect our faith in our country on the 4th of July. And he was able to gather up somewhere around 80, 85 people. And, and it looked at, it looked to be mostly men. There were some women involved, but mostly men. And, and they stood around this statue. And at some point in that day, even Bishop Barron came and mm. prayed the rosary. And, um, and then they, I guess, continued to pray the rosary even after the bishop had left because as these protesters were coming on. And they said they're standing there around this statue and here comes looks like he said somewhere around 300 people running at them. Mm. And can you imagine? I mean, this is just like being in a battle, like, okay, guys, here we go. Here it comes. And um, and to look at the pictures of the videos and everything, there were a lot of good-sized guys standing on the front line there. And here come these 300 people rushing at them, screaming and yelling all the things that, you know, they're all screaming and yelling. And they really kind of just came to a halt when they saw this 85 people surrounding the statue, even though there were about 300 of them. And these these people did not engage. They, you know, the, the protesters were screaming and yelling terrible things at them, but the guys, the people around the statue just continued to pray the rosary. Mm. And they said in the fourth or fifth decade, these 300 people just started dissipating, wow. just started walking away. And, you know, no, no. Weapons were brought out, no fists were thrown, they just stood ground and prayed the rosary, and 300 people walked away. Yeah. And it was like, this is a battle of Lepanto all over again, yeah, right there yeah. in Ventura, California. And no blood and being shed, yeah. No blood shed, yes. And so, yeah, we've got to we've got to quit being silent and get up. You know, I know there's a, a 
he's become quite famous blogger or a video guy, Taylor Marshall. He says, take up space. And that is, you know, we really and truly can remain silent to some extent as long as we're our, well, the silence is not our words, but our prayers. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we take up space with prayer and it, it's making a difference when we can do that. So, no, we can't just sit home around the pool and the barbecue when we need to be out there praying. And, um, you know, you got to do what's best for your family in terms of who goes and who stays. And, right, and, right. You know, and and, 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 and like I that, have but. talked to my family about this as well. It might, uh, and I know this is a scary uh, thought, it might be an age of martyrdom. I mean, it might. we might be going into mm-hmm. a time, and I know some mm-hmm. of the great saints could wanted to, to lose their life. I mean, uh, think think of Ignatius of Antioch, how excited he was to get mm-hmm. destroyed by the beasts. Mm-hmm. I wish we, I really wish we had another 30 minutes, but <clears throat> the truth is we only have one more minute, and I didn't even get to half my questions. Uh, uh, Robert, <laughs> can you, can you, uh, close us out and just let people know how they can help you, whether it's financially, volunteering, visiting the website. What, what can they do? I, I, I wish we had more time. We'll do, we'll do another interview, but uh, what, what should people know? Okay, well, um, again, visit our website. Uh, we, we would love financial help. Uh, I know Diane wanted to get into this real quickly, um, but we actually... Keep us in your prayers. We are hoping to set up a retreat house near Clear Creek Monastery. Um, we very much could use prayers for that endeavor uh, because it's way bigger than we are. <laughs> um, if you would like to support us financially, you can go to our website. We are a 501c3 corporation, uh, so any any financial help would be tax-deductible. Um but mostly we need your prayers. <laughs> All right. And that website again, threeheartsinstitute dot, is it, uh, org? Dot, dot org. Okay. Uh, uh, threeheartsinstitute dot org. And you can also find them on Facebook. And please do perfectly discern whether, how you can help. And of course, once we get past all this COVID, uh, stuff, then you can start having more in-person events and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'd love to have you back on. I'm, I apologize for the short time, but, uh, at least we covered some ground here. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we appreciate you having us on. Okay, Robert and Absolutely. Diane Schwind, uh, Three Hearts Institute. Please support them, pray for them, as uh, Robert said, and uh, and check out their website and their their Facebook page. You'll learn more about it. Thanks to both of you. God bless, and uh, appreciate all you're doing. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, okay, God thanks. Uh, tell you what, uh, let's make the executive decision, Cecil, to skip the break. Is that all right? Since I, I guess see... you're allowed to. <laughs> Since we already have Walter on, uh, Walter Crawford. You know, I have known Walter. For a long time, even back when we both were single, and I knew him when he met his wife Emily, and before they had all the kids that they have, and uh, before, long before he started Homeschool Connections, along with Maureen Whitman. But it's just been phenomenally successful, and they're doing such great work. You can find them online at homeschoolconnectionsonline.com. And they also have some spots that are running on our station uh, with some very well-known teachers that are having classes in the fall. Walter joins us. How you doing, Walter? Good afternoon. I'm well, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be on. Yeah. So, 
you know, I, we, we don't have as much time as I, I wish. I'd, I'd like to get into, oh, remember the old days back in, but oh, we'll skip that and get straight to the, to the, the, the purpose here. Uh, hmm. um, tell us about Homeschool Connections for people hearing about it for the first time, which I don't know if that's possible because we got spots running all day, but a little bit about the history, the mission, the purpose. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it brief. Uh, we started in 2008 really with the intent of trying to connect uh, parents who were not able to make conferences, Catholic homeschool conferences in particular, uh, by the sheer fact that they're, you know, teaching from home, right? Uh, so the intent was really just to put wonderful speakers in front of them using the technology that uh, was afforded to us at the time. Well, anyway, we did that. We still do that. And what we, it's morphed into, you know what, I, we kept hearing from parents, hey, you know what, we'd like to, for you to find good teachers for my kids, too. That I subject areas that I'm not able to teach in. So naturally, uh, by extension, we listen to those parents, and we started actually reaching out to wonderful teachers that we have now on staff, including yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But also the likes of Tim Staples, which you're probably hearing his voice on the uh, on uh, the radio spots that we're doing through Guadalupe Radio Network, but also Trent Horn. Um, these are obviously Catholic answer aficionados. They're wonderful guys, great guys, wonderful. And to think of having, uh, it's really kind of neat if you think about having your, your kids taking a class from Tim Staples and Trent Horn and them grading their feedback, or rather grading their assignments and giving feedback on it. Uh, Dale Alquist, who's the president of the Chesterton Academy or American Chesterton Society, um, and Chesterton Academy, uh, and, uh, Tony Eslin of, uh, well, I, we, I think we know his background, but he's, he's, he's a wonderful teacher too, just dynamically, uh, wonderful. And, and we got a lot of other wonderful teachers on staff, but the whole point of this was to, and kind of appealing to our mission was to bring, uh, in the spirit of John Paul II's teaching on the domestic church, kind of seeking technology to, um, reach out to the homeschool families and connect them with the experts so that they continue to teach on, teach their, to, to fill that parental responsibility, uh, which is to uh, be the primary educator. You know, we're we're a, we're a cog in a big part of all this. We're yeah. not the end all be all, but we want to give them resources, trustworthy, faithful resources that uh, doesn't uh, that doesn't take them out of the home, and which is why we decided to do what we do. I remember uh, back in, I guess it was March when all the the COVID, you know, started happening, and everybody was, you know, the schools were you know, shutting down as far as live in-person classes and everybody was panicking and trying to figure out how do we do this, you know, Zoom classes and all that. And uh, and I mean, you're probably thinking the same thing. I, I was thinking, gosh, I've been doing this for five years. I mean, this is like, you know, this is already established. <laughs> I mean, this is no big deal, right? I mean, so you guys are really ahead of your time. Uh, so tell us about how COVID has, I know as far as the doing the classes, not you know, it's no big deal. You've already been doing this for a long time. But how, how mm-hmm. what impact did all this have on Homeschool Connections uh, uh, as far as a, a attendance or interest or in any in, in any other regard? Well, the interest is, as you might imagine, is much higher. Um, people are turning to resources online for fear of all the things that are going on in schools, and uh, so in light of that, what we try to do is we try to uh, help parents where they're at, right? Um, that's a big thing. We want to make sure that no matter if it's Homeschool Connections or another vendor out there that does a wonderful job of uh, offering different types of resources to parents, different kinds of uh, modalities and learning, et cetera, 
Um, but we're, we're, we want to be a, a, a connection, right? A, a faithful and, and, and loyal connection to the church and, and be able to connect these folks. But, but to your question, uh, we have, we've definitely seen an, an increase and, uh, it's led us to actually, because of that, we, we actually had the honor of hosting our own conference. And I think you're going to probably ask me about this later on, I'd imagine. But, but we, what we, we were one of the co-hosts of, of a conference, um, that just ended about a week ago. Yeah. And it was because of the, the virus, right? A lot of conferences are done in person, but we decided to make the first international Catholic homeschool conference uh, on uh, available online and we did it um, we're very fortunate and we kind of think of the uh, as as the president of homeschool connections is our we always like the ceo is the holy spirit well he he assumed the reins on the the leadership of the conference as well and was able to bring it to about nine thousand people as a matter of fact all across the globe we're able to get uh, talks um from 60 different speakers that were really focused on these people where they're at which is what the purpose of the conference was to do, is to kind of meet people where they're at, uh, whatever stage that they happen to be in at the beginning, the middle, maybe towards the end. Uh, But that was uh, kind of feeling, you know, trying to answer that question, what do I do next? Because you're right, a lot of people have now decided to look at homeschooling. And in fact, um, what we there was a real clear opinion research survey that was released about uh, two months ago, a month and a half ago, and it said 40% of parents responded that even after all this pandemic or the lockdown, maybe not so much the pandemic, but the lockdown is over, it begins to subside. 40% of parents said, you know what, they're gonna, they intend on homeschooling. Yeah. Um, and that was a survey of 2,000 parents. So the sample size is pretty robust. And uh, another report said there's, there's, they're anticipating about a million new homeschoolers that are going to enter in to the fray, if you will. So, um, and there are already two million there to begin with. So you're talking about a fifty to sixty percent increase, roughly speaking, in homeschoolers in just the book of an eye. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. Walter Crawford joining us, uh, one of the founders of Homeschool Connections. You can find him online, homeschoolconnectionsonline.com. Yeah, you know, we were sitting around a couple weekends ago and you know, got into the conference and I'm looking down that left-hand column and just zipping down and seeing Father Robert Spitzer and Tim Staples and, uh, you know, Jason Everett and, you know, I mean, uh, just all these different, you know, speakers, well-known people, uh, Philip Campbell and, uh, you know, um, and, and, I was like, wow, this, this is, this is like a little smorgasbord. I mean, you know, they're all on demand. Uh, you know, the, most of them are pre-recorded, so you can just kind of watch them as you want. I guess the question is, are those still available for people, or is that done, or, or is it still accessible? Yeah, uh, it is accessible, certainly accessible. It's at CatholicHomeschoolConference.com. You can certainly buy a, what we call a VIP pass. And it just doesn't come with the talks, although that is the coup de gras, right? That's the wonderful thing about it. You have over 60 talks that kind of address it, like I said earlier, all these different facets of phone school and how to do it. Most of the talks, were, almost all of them are 20 minutes, so they're kind of like TED-like talks. Yeah. You're not spending an hour and a half in front of your computer or even on your phone or whatever means you use to consume that kind of content. They're very, but they're targeted, and they're targeted for Catholic homeschoolers. Um and in fact, we've heard even from Protestants that uh, heard these talks, and they loved it. So it wasn't really uh, at the at the expense, or even at the uh, you know only for Catholic homeschoolers, but even Protestants really enjoyed listening to them as well, from what we've heard. And um, 
but also, in addition to the talks, you have this goodie bag where you have a chance to uh, get all these freebies and things like that that help uh, kind of keep the cost down. If you're intending on homeschooling, there's a lot of deep discounted items there that might be as helpful or might be of help uh, to these parents that are looking at homeschooling for the first time or even continuing homeschooling. Yeah, so that's that's Catholic Homeschool Conference. What's the website again? Yeah, CatholicHomeschoolConference.com. Okay. And it's worth pointing out that this is the beginning of something. It's not the end. So the conference itself, while the live talks ended, um, and there were state live talks, uh, including Kimberly Hahn, uh, Mary Ellen Barrett, um, Father Leo Patulinghug. Yeah. <laughs> I can never know. <laughs> he, he did a recorded talk, but it was specifically for the conference. It was so cool. John Martinoni did a live talk as well. Um, uh, about why, you know, how to keep your Catholics, uh, rather how to teach your kids apologetics and why you should know them too as a parent. Fantastic talk. It was really well done. Um, Susie Lloyd, I think of, uh, some of you may have read her book, um, uh, Forgive Me Father for I Have Children, uh, is one of her books. And, uh, Don't Drink the Holy Water is another one of her books. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it really, really good stuff. And she gave a live talk as well. But, but the, but So the the availability of the conference is still there, but going forward, it's going to be continue to be a resource for homeschoolers. It's not the beginning. It's not the end. It's it's just the beginning. So and and we plan on doing this annually, even semi annually, offering these conference type arrangements. In fact, we're even gearing one for up in in August, as a matter of fact, kind of a micro micro. Um, You're doing one next next month. Next month. Yeah, we're gonna have another one next month. Yeah, it'll be be smaller than this one, but. uh, but it'll be a panel discussion. I'll have panel speakers and whatnot. So we're really excited about that too. So there's <laughs> there's a lot going on. We're trying to help parents where they're at. That's the big thing, you know. And one of the best ways to do it is connecting with the experts, which is what Homeschool Connections is designed to do from its from its onset. Yeah. Hey, Walter, just have a few minutes remaining, and I want to get to something that's a very a very uh, important topical question that's in the news these days, and I want to ask you about how you guys approach this with Homeschool Connections. But mm. before I say that, just uh, Walter Crawford, one of the founders of Homeschool Connections, uh, go to homeschoolconnectionsonline.com. You can find the courses. I, I teach one, Tim Staples, Trent Horn, John Martinoni, Joseph Pierce, you know, all these uh, great, great instructors. They're all available for live classes in the fall. Um, <clears throat> also, homeschool conference, catholichomeschoolconference.com. Com is the website for the conference. All right, so here let's. We only have a couple minutes for this, Walter. But big, mm. big, big controversy in our culture right now: tearing down statues of Columbus, and you know they want to get to Lincoln, and they want to get to Washington, and Andrew Jackson, and and we know that you know every 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 human being other than Mary and our Lord are flawed, and we know none of these leaders were perfect, and they they made some bad decisions. But how does how do you approach teaching American history or teaching history in such a way that somebody doesn't end up hating their country, but they're also they they understand that we want to tell the, the truth about the, these historical figures? Well, what's what's your approach, or what? And maybe maybe a course or two that's available in the fall. Sure. Well, I, first, I, I'm a big advocate. Before you even go to history, you learn philosophy. Amen. Uh, and that that speaks to you, Dave, in your role. And that, that is not platitude, by the way. <laughs> um, and I say that because you really need to know how to think. And philosophy teaches you how to think. It doesn't mean you have to be a master at it. It doesn't mean you have to be of the ilk of a Dave Palmer. Um, but it is very helpful to have a, a fundamental understanding of how to think. 
So, and we're advocates of that. So it's a very kind of a classical approach in the sense that we, we really need to know, um, you start there. I mean, I'm not saying that, again, that, that's just a starting point. You have an American philosophy. Then, my, my estimation, or rather my, my recommendation is to leverage source documents, the Declaration of Independence, right? The Bill yeah. of Rights, uh, the Constitution, things like that. It, courses that emphasize those types of documents are very, very good um, and very, very helpful in trying to guide students um, with a proper understanding. And, and by the way, having teachers that have a real command on this and um, I think are really, really important. And they're well, and you know, what we're good at, at least I like to think we're good at, is that we have we have teachers that are uh, very skilled at staying close to as close to possible as to their understanding of those of that of those source documents. In other words, they're not going off the rails, right? They're not going off the rails as to their inter- interpretation of certain things. They're looking at the source documents and what the founders intended on saying, originalists, contextualists, things of that sort, that help us understand uh, what and it puts a, it gives a puts a very solid foundation and how to understand the things that are going on around us now, right? Yeah. So we're not doomed to repeat it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great answer. I know that uh, Philip Campbell comes to mind. He's a great historian, and you've got uh, a lot of others as well. Uh, hey, Walter, we're out of time. Uh, I wish we had more time, but thank you for your sponsorship. Thank you for what you're doing. I invite people to go to those websites, 